you all for being back tonight. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to lead our thoughts along things of a spiritual nature. And I hope that at the end of this, we can all say it was good to be here and that we have been encouraged from our time together tonight. It's been good to worship God together today, to sing praises to Him because He is so good to us. Well, we just concluded our study of the book of Daniel last week in the adult class. And we engaged in that study partly because of the fact that there are a lot of people in the world today who are trying to connect current events with things that were prophesied in the book of Daniel. And we wanted to study what the book of Daniel really taught and consider what's being taught by others with what the book of Daniel really teaches. And as we went through that study, we looked for landmarks and places that were very definitive about the language that we could say this is can have happened here and so we could book in the book of Daniel and we knew that what happened in the book of Daniel happened uh, back uh, in Daniel's time up to the time of Christ and that the book of Daniel does not include prophecies that are to be uh, uh, fulfilled in the future from now. Um, the prophecies would all be fulfilled within the time frame of the four kingdoms that we learned about in chapter 2 and that were reiterated through the rest of the book and ex ex uh, expanded upon throughout the rest of the book. So we learned about what the book of Daniel had to say about things that happened in the past, but as we were studying that, I realized that there were a lot of lessons for us from the book of Daniel that apply to 2022. In fact, a lot of the messages, many of the lessons and messages that were pertinent to Daniel's, the people in Daniel's day are pertinent to us today. Now, we're not looking for prophecies to be fulfilled in the future, but the messages to the people of God in those days are very similar to the messages to us today. And tonight, I want to look at that because I think they're very powerful lessons that we can learn about living in 2022 from the book of Daniel. Let's look at a few of these tonight. The first lesson I think we learned from the book of Daniel is that we don't need to wait for tough times to develop our faith. You know, I think we get lazy with our faith. We know that faith will help us through difficult times. We know you've got to have faith to uh, face certain challenges in life. But we sort of get lazy and lethargic about our faith, and we just sort of assume that, well, I'll keep faith in my back pocket, and when times get tough, I'll pull it out, and then I'll work to make it what it needs to be so I can get through the difficult times. The problem is faith doesn't work like that. Yesterday, Micah and I were on our way to go fishing, and we drove past a fire hall, and out in front of the fire hall were all the fire trucks, and they were washing their fire trucks and maintaining their fire trucks. They didn't have any fires on the calendar that they were getting ready to go to that day. In fact, they may not use those trucks all week, but they maintain them regularly, don't they? So that they're ready when they're needed. And our faith needs to be like that. We may not be in the middle of a crisis right now. We may not be in the middle of a fire, but we need to make sure that our faith is strong and that we're working to maintain and grow our faith before the tough times get here. We take our faith for granted. We don't, take it, we don't pay attention to it until we get in the middle of a crisis. How much time do you think Daniel and his friends had to get ready 
for the challenge that was presented to them in chapter 1. When they were faced with the conflict of the king's diet versus the diet that God had prescribed for them. How much time do you think they had to decide, are we going to violate God's will so that we can get in good favors with the king? Or are we going to stand true to our faith? How long do you think they had to determine that? They didn't have long, did they? Yet in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, we know Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel made that decision. Why? Because Daniel's faith was strong before this dilemma presented itself. How much time do you think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to decide whether they were going to worship the golden image in chapter 3? How much time do you think they had to decide? How much time do they say, oh, wait a minute, we're in the middle of a crisis, we need to get strong in our faith? No. That challenge presented itself, and they needed to be ready right then and there to make a decision, and they made the right one. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, verse one, uh, 16 beginning. Are you going to bow to this image or are you going to get thrown in the fiery furnace? Well, here's the answer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he'll deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't have time to start going to a lot of Bible studies. They didn't have a lot of time to go, well, now we need to start reading our Bible. We got a big decision in our head. No, their faith had to be strong before the crisis presented itself. How much time do you think Daniel had to decide if he was going to pray to God or not? In Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, getting thrown in the lion's den was at stake here. You pray to God, you get fed to the lions. How much time did Daniel have to decide? Not much. Notice this in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. Daniel's faith was strong before the crisis. We're going to have to go through difficult times. And I want to tell you that if our faith is not strong before the difficult times come, we won't be faithful through those difficult times. Have you ever known someone who turned to God when times got tough? How did that work out? Many times it doesn't work out, does it? They don't make it through. Or if they make it through, then they quickly fall away because their faith wasn't what it should be. The book of Daniel tells us and teaches us that we have to work on our faith before the difficult times come. And can we talk about Daniel's parents for a few minutes? Daniel likely was a young man, a teenager perhaps, when he got taken hundreds of miles from his parents and from those who would hold him accountable. And he was placed in the difficult situation of being a captive in a foreign land and having his faith challenged constantly. And he remained faithful and strong. You know, we don't know about Daniel's parents. We don't know their names. We don't know who they were. We don't know about their careers. 
We don't know what kind of house they lived in, what kind of neighborhood it was. We don't know what kind of education they were able to afford for Daniel. But we know what was important, don't we? We know they instilled faith in that young man. A faith that couldn't be shaken. A faith that couldn't be moved. And their legacy is preserved for us today. Parents, our legacy is at our hand, in our hands right now. Are we instilling faith in our children? Faith that they're going to have to have. In this world that we live in today, our children are going to have to have incredible faith that remains strong because they're going to get, be attacked in their faith in ways that we couldn't imagine as children and as young people. Are we working diligently to instill that faith in them? Daniel teaches us that we can't wait until the times are tough to develop our faith. I'll tell you that the book of Daniel also teaches us that kingdoms of men come and go. You know, political turmoil is very evident in the world that we live in today, isn't it? All kinds of per political turmoil in the world that we live in. Turn on the news and you hear about it constantly. The idea of governments toppling and being overturned seems very real in the world that we live in today, doesn't it? And these types of events can be very unsettling and unnerving for us. But the book of Daniel teaches us that the political landscape that we have today is nothing new. Governments have come and gone in the past, and governments will continue to come and go today. In chapter 2 of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, has that dream that outlines the rise and fall of four nations that were going to happen starting with the, in Nebuchadnezzar's time and going forward. The rise and fall of these dominant empires. It happened then, and it will happen now. And repeatedly through the rest of the book of Daniel, this idea is presented that nations are going to rise and going to fall. You know, there's a lot of people today that are concerned about the future of the United States of America. And maybe it's valid. Maybe there are lots of concerns about the United States of America. It's causing a lot of anxiety. I want to tell you, we need to be confident and rest assured that our security is not in our earthly citizenship. Our security is not in the fact that we're citizens of the United States of America. Our security has to be in God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, Paul is talking about human wisdom and human wisdom in preaching, but the principle that he presents here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5, is that our faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our faith and our confidence has to be in the power of God. It is not in the power of our military. It's not in the power of our economy. Our faith has to be in the power of God. Because I'll tell you this, if time lasts long enough, the United States of America will fall. Nations throughout time have risen and fallen. Risen and fallen. The book of Daniel teaches us this. It is part of history. And we need to make sure that we have our faith and confidence in God. But in spite of all this, and, and as unsettling as it may be to see the, the world around us and the turmoil that we're in, the book of Daniel thirdly reminds us that God is in control. The things in our world today seem like they're spinning out of control. And they're, they're, they're just getting worse and worse by the minute. 
Governments are corrupt. Governments are oppressive. Leaders in those governments are arrogant and have no regard for God or His will. In fact, many of our leaders, it seems, are working to enact laws that expressly oppose God and His will. It's easy for us to become discouraged. The wicked seem to be successful in their agendas. God is being driven out of our society, and we wonder what will be the end of all of the chaos that we see. The book of Daniel reminds us that God is in control. Nebuchadnezzar was very powerful. Very powerful. And this power caused him to be arrogant. And in the fourth chapter of Daniel, we read three times where God explicitly says, I'm, I am in control. I am in control. Not you, not anybody else. I am in control. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 25, we'll read one of those instances where God said He was in control. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 25, they shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. And they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven. And seven times shall pass over to you till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever He chooses. The Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever He chooses. Let's break this down into simple terms for 2022. There's no wicked scheme of any wicked government that God isn't aware of. There's no agenda of any group of people, regardless of how rich they are, regardless of how entrenched they might be, that can overturn God's agenda for the world. God is in control. There's nothing that God has God scratching His head saying, wow, I wonder how I'm going to deal with this. No, God is in control. God rules in the kingdoms of men. God is in charge. Now sure, there are things in our world that are bad. There are things that are not like God would have them to be, but God still is in control. We need to have great confidence in that. The book of Daniel teaches us that tell you something else. The book of Daniel tells us that it will never be so bad that the righteous will be forsaken. You know, there's a lot of anxiety in the world today about where the world is heading. There's concern that our economic system will collapse and all the money that we have will be worthless. That the dollar will be worthless. Our, our whole economy will crash and crumble around us. There's concern that these supply chain issues that we're experiencing are going to be so bad that it's going to make it impossible for us to get the things that we need to survive. There's concern that our power grid could be attacked in such a way that everything goes dark for an extended period of time. There's no power. We have no electricity. There's concern that our food supply could be compromised and there be no food. Lots of concerns. There's anxiety on top of that about how bad things could get for those who profess faith in God. You know, there are numerous fears, and some of these may be legitimate. 
Some of them I think are illegitimate, but there may be some that are legitimate, that they are really targeting those who have faith in God and that they're going about to try and uh, attack those who profess to be Christians. There's fear for the coming generations who have no regard for God or His children. The schools are teaching things that go directly against God's will and try to attack the idea that there even is a God and that He should be listened to and regarded. The schools are, are attacking that. Uh, the entertainment industry is on record for pushing immorality and trying to push immorality on our children. It's on the record. Lots of concern about that. There's fear that the government is maybe even tracking Christians and developing a list to begin eradicating them. I heard just the other day that there's concern that the state of Tennessee is tracking those who are Christians with the license plates. Have you heard this controversy? There, there's a, if you get in God we trust on your license plate, it changes the order of the numbers, and they think that maybe they're trying to track you. I don't believe that, but they, there's some concern about that. Again, some of these concerns are legitimate. I think some are illegitimate. There's concern about hate speech laws, right? That, they, they've got them in Canada. You can't talk about certain sins or else you get punished. There are concerns that those might be coming to the United States. Concerns about that. Concerned that legislation is going to make it difficult for us to live our lives like God would have us to live our lives. All kinds of concerns about where things are going. You can add to this the numerous conspiracy theories that exist in the world today. And if you listen to those, you can quickly become very nervous about where things are heading. But I want to tell you, Daniel has an important message for us when we get worried about where things are heading in the future. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Michael tells Daniel, there are some times coming that are going to be horrific. They're going to be worse than you've, anyone has ever seen before. Well, this is the same language that Jesus uses in Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 21. In Matthew chapter 21, 4, verse 21, Jesus says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor ever shall be. Daniel and Jesus were talking about the same events, the same period of time. That period of time is the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Michael is told, telling Daniel, it's never gonna, it'll be worse than it's ever been. Jesus has another detail here. It's worse than it's ever been, and it's worse than it'll ever be in the future. 70 AD, the events around the destruction of Jerusalem were the worst that it could be for a believer. This tells us some very important things about what the future holds. If what happened in 70 AD was the worst that it had ever been and the worst that it would ever be for believers then the future for us won't be as bad as it was then. Now, it might be bad, but it's not going to be as bad as it is then. Paint a picture as dark as you want to paint it. Paint it as gloomy as you can imagine. 
throwing all the fears about the general public, where it's headed, where our society's headed, where the government's headed, throw in all those fears. Throw in some laws about how they might outlaw Christianity. Throw in some conspiracy theories for good measure if you want to. The Chinese really are burrowing tunnels under the United States and they've got a bunker under your bedroom and they're about ready to pop up and kill us all. Throw, in all, throw it all in. Whatever you want, throw it in. It's not going to be any worse than it was when the Jerusalem was destroyed. Jesus said it's not getting any worse than that. Now it might get bad, but it's not going to get any worse than that. And the message of Daniel to the people then was that you can be faithful through it all. Go back to Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is written in the book. No matter how bad things got then, if you were faithful to God, you would be delivered. And no matter how bad things might get in 2022, 2023, 2050, whatever year, faithful people to God will be delivered. That's the message of Daniel. And that's the message that's repeated for us today. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? God is not going to forsake us. I don't care how bad things get, and they might get really, really bad. And they probably are going to get really, really bad. But God will not forsake us. We can be faithful to Him, and He will be faithful to us. This isn't to minimize the difficulties that might be coming. But this is to tell us it won't be the worst in history and that God will see us through it. The book of Daniel tells us it will never be so bad that the righteous will be forsaken. And finally, I want to tell you the, the message of Daniel as it was then is for us today is that the righteous will be rewarded. The picture was concerning for the people in Daniel's time. A lot of concerning things that were being revealed to Daniel about what was coming for the people then. And there are a lot of concerning things about what might be coming for us today as well. But one cannot question whether or not it will be worth it. The message to the people in Daniel's time and the message for us today is it will be worth whatever we have to endure to be faithful to God. The answer to the question of if it is worth it or not to be a Christian is a resounding yes. In Daniel chapter 10, at the very end of the book, Look at Daniel chapter, I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 12, verse 10 beginning. Daniel chapter 12, beginning of verse 10. Speaking of those difficult times, many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. <clears throat> and from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to that the 1,335 uh, days. But you go your way till the end, for you shall rest, 
and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. Daniel's told things are going to get bad. Things are going to be tough. But it isn't going to last long. It's going to last 1,290 days, about three and a half years. It won't be forever. Things are going to be bad. But you can endure. Blessed are those who endure. Tells me that it is possible to endure. When the times get tough, when the times get bad, we're going to have to have fortitude. We're going to have to have stamina. We're going to have to have courage. But we can be faithful to God. And it will be worth it. Blessed are those who endure. Blessed are those who remain faithful. Is it worth it? Is it worth being faithful in the face of all kinds of terrible persecution? Yes. Was it worth it for Daniel to be thrown to the lions? Yes. Was it worth it for Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego to be thrown in the fiery furnace? Yes. Is it faithful for me to stand up in the face of persecution in 2022? Yes. And notice the instruction to Daniel. Daniel was told, you go your way to the end. You shall have rest, you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the day. Daniel was going to be rewarded. And the promise is for you as well. Tough times won't last forever. We can be faithful through the difficult times. And this passage tells us we'll be made better as a result of that. Notice, this passage says that the wise will understand and they'll be purified, made white, and refined. We'll be made better if we'll deal with the difficult times like we should. And finally, we'll be rewarded with heaven when it's all said and done. The book of Daniel reminds us that the righteous will be rewarded. The book of Daniel is often misused. But we can't allow those who misuse the book of Daniel to keep us from seeing the powerful messages that it has for us today. We need to take heart to what Daniel reminds us. That we can't wait for tough times to develop our faith. That the kingdoms of men are going to come and go. That God is in control. No matter how crazy things in the world seem, God is in control. It will never be so bad that we can't be faithful and that we will be forsaken and that it will be worth all that we have to go through. The study of the book of Daniel in the last three months or so has been very helpful to me and I hope it has been to you. So many encouraging messages there for us and for our children as we look at that book of, of Daniel. I know the young people are looking at that book in their Bible class now and lots of important lessons for you kids. As you look at Daniel and his friends that weren't much older than you, and they were strong and courageous. They did what was right, even though it meant that they might get punished for it. They stood strong. And that's what God expects for us as well. How are we doing in our lives? Are we standing strong? Let's look to Daniel for courage as we face the challenges even of this week. If there's anything that we can do to help you spiritually, will you let us know while we stand and sing?